Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Glad you're here this morning. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 14, starting a new chapter message titled reserved verse 11 chapter 14 11 says for whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted i can never understand you know and maybe it's just from my upbringing and the way i i guess my self-image but i never could understand why people wanted to hold on to their pride to their own harm or not apologize or would wouldn't admit their faults or, or wouldn't let others win you know, like, just hold on and not let somebody win. I don't understand that. You know, and I never did understand why, you know, anybody, any, anybody would think that this is, this is my job to do something with this. You know, as far as, like, the church, to make it grow or to do some kind of thing to, to make it happen. I never did understand that. Years ago, I was approached by a pastor who, he wanted to find out what our secret sauce was. You know, he... He had been told, you know, the Calvary Chapels, the, the happening church in town, go interview Pastor Mike, find out what their secret sauce is. And so he pretty much told me that. He's like, you know, I want to know what you guys do and how you guys are successful in the small town. You know, what works, what doesn't work, you know, those types of things. Like, sure, you know, I'd love to do that. So I sat down with him, and, and I basically just told him, you know, hey, we, we just, you know, I felt like God called us here first of all, but then, you know, we just pray for guidance and ask God, what do you want to do, you know, in this town? And as good ideas come to our heart, we pray about them, and as God confirms, we just move forward in those things. And that's kind of how we've been doing things, praying God to open doors for outreach and evangelism, and he's, he opened, he's opened tons of doors, and we just walk through those doors. And then, of course, being faithful to the word. You know, one thing I think, and this is what I told him, I said, one thing I think is that people really need and desire to hear the word of God. Not many people do that. So to preach the word of God, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book. And then I, I told him, and, and also children's ministry is important. I said, you know, we want the best-fed, best-loved lambs of God in our children's ministry. We want the best people serving them. And so we put a huge emphasis on that because people might not like me, but they like the, their kids like the children's ministry. They'll keep coming back. And, and so some of those things. And, and then, of course, all of it has to be done by faith in Jesus, just clinging to Jesus. And, and then, so then he, he looked a little confused, and he asked me, what models did we use? And what demographic of the unchurched are we trying to reach? And so now I'm irritated. <laughs> so I'm like, because I hate the word unchurched. What does that even mean? Do I want to church somebody? I don't think so. I don't want anybody to be churched under my watch, right? And so I, I said, well, the model we use is Acts 2.42. They continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, and breaking of bread, and in prayer. And that's what we do. You know, we try to model those things. And and then I kind of walked through that with him. And then I said, and as far as the, the demographic we're trying to reach, is we're trying to reach the lost, to seek and save that which is lost. You know, and they might be church lost or they might be unchurched lost. But either way, we want them to know Jesus, and that's really what we're after. And so, you know, then I found out later, he, he told me later, he says, well, actually, I was interviewing you 
because I wanted to see what you guys were doing so we wouldn't duplicate any of those things. And I was like, what? If I had known that, I would have said, you know, I would have said the opposite. I don't know. I mean, I, wa- I really wanted him to succeed. And that's my heart for, I mean, I'm friends with all the pastors in town, and I want every one of them to succeed. I'm going to tell them whatever I know, whatever I think works in terms of reaching people for Jesus so that they can succeed too, but not so they can reinvent the wheel. You know, I, I think, I, I get it. Like, you know, if I'm selling tuna sandwiches over here, then you don't want to sell tuna sandwiches across the, across the street, right? You want to sell turkey or something. And I get that. But the reality is, is there's enough differences between the churches that we don't even have to try to do that. I mean, some people will think I'm an idiot, and other people will think he's a genius, and that's going to be enough because he can reach people I can't reach, and I can reach people he can't reach, right? And, you know, may, our church service is obviously going to be different. You know, they're going to have different music maybe or different style. And, and, and so I, it just doesn't make any sense to me to, to worry about all those things. But... You know, when Jesus is talking to these guys, he's not trying to give them a pattern or a a method by which they can have success at banquets. He's actually trying to help them to understand a philosophy of life that's going to lead to something much greater. Verse 12 says, Then he also said to him who invited him, When you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, or your relatives, your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. I can only imagine how they received this. We know from John chapter 9 that there was a stigma that when somebody was born with something congenital or something bad happened to them, that it must be that they're cursed by God. That that's just kind of the vibe. And I think there's a little bit that goes around to that, to that today. You know, oh, well, what did they do? Did they sin? Their kid was born that way? You know, that type of thing. And so there was a stigma around people like that. So they wouldn't invite the lame or the blind or the maimed or the poor because these people stunk and they were inconvenient and they were needy and we're not going to deal with it. You know, and, and plus they're probably cursed by God and so they deserve what they got. Kind of a karma almost look at things. And yet Jesus says, no, that's not the way that we look at people. And their culture had a lot of those people. They, had a, they didn't have a welfare system like we have, and so they had a lot of beggars in the street. And these specific people, the lame, the blame, the lame, the blind, the maimed, they, they couldn't necessarily go into the field and glean, which was their welfare system. You know, they would harvest the field. They weren't allowed to go through it twice, and they weren't allowed to do the corners. And so the poor could come, and they could glean for welfare, but the blind the maimed, the lame, couldn't necessarily do those things. And so these are the people who he wants them to reach out to. Now we might think, well, what is that in our context? Well, in our context, you know, I mean, if there's anybody who's poor or lame or maimed or blind, certainly, you know, that's the people that we should invite to dinner. But in our context, you know, when you think about people who are needy, maybe it's the lonely, like single you know, widows and, and widowers, or maybe it's the needy, like people who need fellowship, like single moms, somebody who's not going to be able to pay us back, or maybe they just need someone to care about them. And, and so to invite those types of people when you can invite. But what Jesus is driving at is to get them to humble themselves so they might see that life is not all about them. And at the base, that's really what Jesus is trying to do. 
to understand that life is not all about them. And it does almost sound like Jesus is talking about works righteousness here. Like he's saying, well, you just need to, you know, invite the poor, the lame, the, the I guess, blind, the maimed. Yeah, invite those people, and then God's gonna, you're going to earn something from God. That's not what he's saying at all. In fact, what it says in Proverbs is, he who gives to the poor lends to God. And God does not go and, you know, he does not let any debts go by. But the point isn't so much that as it is that he's driving out to get them to see themselves differently, to humble themselves, and, and, and so that that might open them to the reality of God's grace. Now, I want to develop this just, to, just for a second with you because I think this is super important. Humility opens us up to the grace of God. And without humility... We are blind to the grace of God. In fact, James says this in James 4, 6, but he gives more grace. How many guys want more grace? He gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You see, these guys were proud. They're so proud that they're blind to the grace of God and they would not receive the grace of God. But if they humbled themselves for just a moment, if they just started to do some things that maybe made themselves see themselves in a different light, to maybe see the, the maim, maimed or the lame or the poor or the blind as not just inconveniences in life, but actually people. And they start to care about other people other than themselves, that they might open themselves up to the idea that now not only does this person need grace, but I also need grace. Verse 15, he says, Now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things, he said, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Woohoo! Right? Blessed is he who gets to eat king- bread in the kingdom of God. I mean, we all think that's wonderful, don't we? What do you think of when you think of that? You know, the marriage supper of the Lamb? right? We're all sitting at a big table in heaven, and God's there, and Jesus is there, and you know, it's just amazing. That's not what he was thinking at all. In fact, that's, that, that context was not even on the radar for this guy. He was not thinking kingdom of heaven being heaven. In fact, it's not, and that's not even what this is all about. But, but what he had was a misconception, and really what he thought was millennial reign he wasn't thinking millennial reign because that's more of a new testament concept but he was thinking of what the old testament describes the millennium as and if you've read the old testament you read about the, the lion and the lamb or the lion and the wolf actually is lion the the lion and the young goat i think and then the the, the wolf and the lamb it doesn't work as well but that's what it says that they'll they'll lie down together and, and a child will lead them by the hand thanks again for listening to abide in truth with pastor mike hughes If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.